1: I ain't never giving up Stuck in a dead end But you didn't know it
2: The roads don't all connect Your body stop moving
1: But you didn't notice Sometimes a dead end is all you get
2: What is going on, everybody? Another Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Last weekend in August, September is coming up, and the record companies got a new album coming out. I love it. Dance on Mondays. If you have not seen these three cats, I encourage you to check them out. They just played recently. I saw them in May in Jersey City uh, at the White Eagle Hall. They are awesome. Three pieces. They are just it, It's bluesy, rock, folk, you know, maybe not so much folk, blues rock. I I would uh, put these guys. They're awesome. I've seen them twice. They always put on a tremendous show, Dance on Mondays. That's the new single uh, from The Record Company. We've got a great show for you tonight coming up in 20 minutes. Paige Engard, she is the communications director for the Genesee Country Village and Museum. She's going to join me. A great event that I'm going to talk about. In just a moment, that's coming up on Labor Day weekend. If you've got nothing to do Labor Day weekend and you're heading out uh, to the Western New York area towards Buffalo, right outside of Rochester, about, I think it's about 20 miles outside of Rochester in the town of Mumford, New York, um, a very cool 19th century beer event that you want to know about. And I'm going to, uh, there's a little special thing going on that Paige will talk about at the end of the interview. You want to stay tuned for that because you if, if you are a fan of, science, you will want to tune in on that. All right, let's dive into some beer news. So the heir to the Anheuser-Busch company uh, has offered to buy back his family's old company from its parent company, AB InBev, if they're looking to sell it. Billy Bush, whose family sold Anheuser-Busch to Brazilian-based InBev in 2008, declared he would be the first in line to buy back the company and make that brand great again. Bush made the comments while speaking with conservative talk show host uh, Tommy uh, Lahren, The comments come almost five months after Anheuser-Busch endured a major boycott for making trans woman Dylan Mulvaney one of Bud Light's spokespeople. In the time since Anheuser-Busch's marketing blunder, the company has lost billions in revenue, seen its market value plummet, and become a topic of mockery for many of its former consumer base. Now, look, I'm not a Bud Light drinker. Um, I don't really care about the whole thing that happened between uh, Bud Light, Dylan Mulvaney, whatever. Not my problem. Um... Has it affected them? Yes, clearly. They sold a number of their craft beer brands uh, to Tilray, and I think they were looking to divest themselves of of quote-unquote craft beer, and so this was an easy way to get out of it. Um, They kept some of their bigger brands, but they divested themselves of ones that maybe they felt were not performing as well. Although Blue Point has done very well, and they have a nice deal at Yankee Stadium. Um, But you have uh, they still retain Devil's Backbone. They still retain um, Goose Island. So, you know, they've kept some stuff and sold some others. So who knows? But I I think AB InBev, to be quite honest, might be looking to get out of craft beer altogether. And maybe beer altogether. I know they make money off of it, but they have lost, you know, billions in revenue. Be interesting to see what happens. I just wonder. I know why uh, Anheuser-Busch sold the company uh, to begin with. They just want it out. But now they want back in. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, we talked about Westfield Hops last week. I'm going to talk about it again tonight because it is on Saturday, November 11th. Tickets are on sale now, and if you get tickets before midnight tonight, if you're listening on Sunday night, you can save 25 bucks with the code Early Bird. That's Early Bird. Six to nine thirty p.m. Saturday, November 11th. A great variety of styles, craft beer, great music, access to great food vendors, and merchandise. Westfieldhops.com is the website. Again, the early bird code expires on Sunday, August 27th. That's today, uh, at midnight. $25 bucks on tickets. It's a pretty good deal. You're not going to find it elsewhere. There is a more union support for striking workers at Kugel's Brewery in northwestern Wisconsin. Public Workers Union, uh, Ask me uh, and the local Wisconsin Allegiance for Retired Americans joined the Teamsters on the picket line about a week and a half ago. About 45 union workers at the brewery have been on strike for more than a month. They want a bigger pay raise and other concessions. Liney says the offer they made to the striking teamsters competitive and exceeds local rates for similar jobs, so we'll see what happens there. And uh, whenever we get some information, we will get it to you. Now, the Hop Harvest Festival uh, that is taking place at the Genesee Country Village and Museums Hop Harvest Festival, that comes on Saturday, September 2nd from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. in Mumford, New York. During this family-friendly celebration of all things beer and brewing, visitors are invited to tour a working 19th century brewery, taste historical beers, local craft brews, learn about hop production and usage in 19th century New York, enjoy live music at a beer garden and a lot more. Um, It is sponsored by CP Ward, Inc. Tickets are on sale now, gcv.org. You can buy tickets for that event. And again, we'll talk to Paige Engard coming up in about, oh, 15 minutes from now and uh, we will get you all the information on that event and what's going to be going on as well. Iron Hill Brewery has announced an exciting fall marketing campaign. It's called Better With Beer. The campaign embraces the vibrant flavors of autumn, and the joy of gathering during the harvest season. As part of the campaign, Iron Hill delighted to unveil two seasonal beer releases, Pumpkin Ale and Oktoberfest. They're perfect companions for the crisp and cozy days ahead. Uh, they are available now they have uh, also responding to overwhelming demand. Iron Hill proud to announce Philly Favorite, now available in a convenient uh, 12 12-ounce 12-pack. 12 the new package has already been rolled out to retailers in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware, along with the Better With Beer Ultimate Tailgate Experience sweepstakes just in time for the start of football season. Um, the grand prize on that experience includes two football tickets to the Philadelphia home game against San Francisco, a branded RTIC cooler, a Blackstone griddle, two branded Iron Hill camp chairs, four branded Iron Hill steel pint glasses. To enter for a chance to win the Better With Beer Ultimate tailgate experience and for official rules, participants can visit ironhillbrewery.com slash tailgate slash or scan the QR code on the bottom of the 12-pack of Philly, uh, Philly favorite itself. Very cool. And good luck. That's pretty awesome. Uh, the inaugural Stillwell Festival, that is set for Saturday, September 9th in historic downtown Seaverville, Tennessee, where the burgeoning food and art scene is just one more compelling reason to pay a visit to Dolly Parton's hometown in the Smoky Mountains. I have a a, a colleague of mine, old friend Pat Harris, used to do sports for uh, 1010 Winds, uh, used to also do updates for uh, ESPN Radio. He has been living in Seaverville. He actually worked at the Dolly Parton um, uh, Amusement Park. And, uh, Pat, if you're listening, hello, and I hope all is well, my friend. Tickets begin at $65. It includes all access admi- admission, including live fire cooking demonstrations, bites and sips from noted area sh- uh, chefs and breweries, and a roster of talented up-and-coming Southern musicians. Um, you can expect live fire demonstrations from Drew McDonald, Lawrence Faber, Jeff Carter, Trevor Stockton, Nick Campbell. Uh, you can uh, get drink delicious beers and uh, seltzers. From regional places like XUL Beer Company, Schulz Brown, Blackberry Farm Brewery, Bearded Iris, Neon Cowboy, Music City Beer Company, Fat Bottom Brewing, Gatlinburg Brewing Company, and Next Level Brewing, in addition to the food and drink offerings at Stillwell Festival, featuring a talented lineup of musicians, including 2023 Tennessee songwriter, week winner Elijah Wise, Rasta Ferry, and Jake Cox. Tickets are available Stillwell Festival. Dot com That is pretty awesome. So if you're in the Seaverville, Tennessee area, Saturday, September 9th, uh, this is going to be a great event. The Stillwell Festival. Stillwellfestival.com for tickets. And then finally, uh, Genesee Brewing uh, to bring it back to the Rochester area. Uh, two specialty beers are back with Genesee, Oktoberfest and Cran Orange Keller Beer. Uh, you can uh, the, the both beers are on retail shelves this coming week. Fans can message Genesee directly on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Genesee Brewery uh, to weigh in on the debate: uh, let it fly or give the brand props. Good or bad, which one do you want to see more of? Uh, Oktoberfest, obviously, it's a classic German recipe on the Oktoberfest: uh, deep golden lager, big on malt flavor, complemented by subtle herbal notes of noble hops, and then the Cran Orange Keller beer. Uh, as cellar beer, because it's referred to any beer being aged under the brewery and served straight from the lagering vessel. Uh, This was introduced back in 2021. It is brewed with uh, Genesee's German heritage, the beer's history in mind, but with a modern twist, the addition of natural cranberry and orange flavors, the result, a bright, refreshing lager with a perfect addition of cranberry and orange flavors to complement a light malt body. Both beers available uh, in their distribution footprint, which includes New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania as well. Down in Florida, you can pick it up. Maryland, North Carolina, uh, Virginia, among others. So uh, some cool stuff from uh, Genesee. uh, A cool event with the Stillwell Festival and, of course, Iron Hill Beer with their contest. You've got the the, uh, Hop Harvest Festival, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit later. And, of course, Westfield Hops. Hope to see you there on Saturday, November 11th. It is going to be a great time now, when we come back after a short break we're going to have more news and notes from around the beer world we'll talk about a big thing that OMF our mutual friend brewing is doing out in Colorado um, a closure or actually not a closure, but a sale of a brewery uh, in southern New Jersey in Cape May county uh, very interesting lot of shifting winds in the state of New Jersey and not. For the better, when it comes to craft beer, that's coming up next on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy, The Answer. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. That's from, uh, that's Never Leave You. That is from the record company's uh, Play Loud uh, album, which came out back uh, about a year and a half ago, 2021. For some reason, I, I saw that tour, which was the first tour that I, or first concert that I saw after all of the um, uh, lockdowns were lifted, and I didn't get that album, and I don't know why. And that's the one great thing about YouTube music, is that you can um, you can add stuff to your library, and listen to it without actually purchasing it, which is kind of cool. What a great band the record company is. For some reason, this week happened to be a whole little thing on the record company, Uh, although in my next interview uh, coming up uh, with Paige Engard, uh, the communications director for the Genesee Country Village and Museum, uh, I played a little Joe Bonamassa, so go figure there. I'm still on the Joe Bonamassa high. Anyway, welcome back to the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Let us dive into some more uh, news here and um, let's bring it back to to South Jersey for a moment. Uh, Coho Brewing, uh, from a social media post showing that uh, Coho Brewing up for sale now for the price of $279,000. This is for the business only, not the actual brewery site. That will need to have its lease renegotiated to remain at 28 Indian Trail in Burley. Now, the owners of Coho Brewing did acknowledge this sale with a response to the post saying this was due to several health issues. That needed to be addressed. Uh, and here's the quote. Bittersweet feelings from the owner management of Coho Brewing Company. While we love what we do, and we will certainly miss all our customers who have become our family, Coho will continue to produce amazing beers. This is not goodbye in any way. Our tasting room continues to flourish. We will still be taking bookings for your special event. We will continue to stay open, and we do not plan on closing. With that being said, I'm currently having several health issues that I need to address. My health and my family are my first priority. This has been an extremely difficult decision, and we aren't going anywhere, meaning we will still be hands-on, and we will be sticking around during any transition. So if the business is sold, um, the uh, owners of Coho Brewing will stick around uh, to assist. But it, it's sad to see uh, these things happening here uh, where you're finding breweries are up for sale, breweries are closing. Um, you know, it is, uh, It's never a good thing. Uh, in this world, in any type of business. Now, our good friends from uh, Ramstein Oktoberfest, uh, or our good friends from Ramstein, they're releasing their Oktoberfest. Easy for me to say. Remember, folks, I taped this show very early in the morning uh, to air on Sunday night. So um, the Oktoberfest release is September 9th. It's from 2 to 5 p.m., uh, there's, There will be a ceremonial barrel tapping, free admission, music, food, and more. Uh, you can get your beer ahead of time by going to shop.ramsteinbeer.com. Their Oktoberfest beer is fantastic. If you have the opportunity to get it, you absolutely should. It is uh, delicious. Unfortunately, I would love to make the event. Unfortunately, that is my son's birthday, and that day is all about him. New York City's Brewers Guild. Uh, we've mentioned this a couple weeks back. They're holding their Blocktoberfest. That's happening Saturday, September 30th in Industry City, 1 to 5 p.m. The VIP starts at noon. The early entry tickets for VIP from noon to five is $85. There is a limited number of discounted tickets uh, for the Early Bird General Admission. They are about to sell out there. $45. After that, it is it goes up five bucks to fifty dollars, uh, which is available until September 22nd or It sells out, and then the general admission ticket price increases to $60 the week prior to the event. This is only New York City breweries. It's the only place where you will get New York City breweries. For non-beer drinkers, they have options as well. They have two local sake makers joining them as members. Subject to change, the scheduled beverage list will appear on their Instagram stories, highlight to be posted on their website, Uh, and below there will be food options on site. Um, They also... We'll have a DJ there as well. It is a great um, event that features just New York City breweries. If you got nothing to do on September 30th, and believe me, there's a lot going on on September 30th. That's an event I'd love to go to. Can't make it. I'll be down in Camden, uh, Wiggins Park, for Made in Jersey. If you got nothing to do and you're down in the South Jersey area, come to Camden. Come to Wiggins Park. Fantastic event. Cover bands all day. Uh, will be. It's all Jersey vendors. Um, there'll be beer, there'll be whiskey, there'll be wine. There's all kinds of cool stuff. Food trucks. If you're taking a, you know, plan this. You got you got kids. You go to the aquarium. When you're done at the Camden Aquarium, which is a beautiful aquarium by the way, you walk over to Wiggins Park. It's literally a five minute walk. It's fantastic. It's a great event. Uh, this is our second year that we're doing it, uh, and it is uh, it is well worth it. It's a it's a fantastic fantastic time. Our good friends from our mutual friend brewing. Uh, have announced gratitude, a gratitude and appreciation party that the Denver Brewery, located at 2810 Larimer Street, has been putting on since 2013. So they've been doing this for 10 years, and this um, uh, centers around the Great American Beer Festival. Um, So this is going to be taking place, where do I have the date here? Uh, Ah, September 16th. That's it. September 16th. That's when they're having it, because that's when the Great American Beer Festival is taking place. The festivities include specialty releases, including collaborations with Diebold Brewing Company and Strange Craft Beer Company. They're spinning tunes. There's a selfie station, gratitude-themed photo booth, a celebratory toast, gratitude party bundles, and a chance to win OMF beer for a year valued at $800. Um, this is the Saturday before the Great American Beer Festival, a celebration, a token of OMF's appreciation for the craft beer industry and its beer-loving community. Uh, and as uh, head brewer and co-owner Jan Shadowski says, can't believe it's been 10 years of gratitude for OMF. We are so incredibly grateful to everyone who has come by over the past decade to enjoy our beer and support our little brewery on Larimer Street. Now, the $75 gratuity bundle gets you, and $5 beer tokens will be available for pre-order uh, at the OMF website and tap room, starting at 11 a.m. Uh, this coming Friday, September 1st. Gratitude bundles include a micro-corduroy unstructured baseball hat, a tote bag, two beer tokens, stickers, a can of Gratitude 10, a four-pack of customer appreciation IPA, and a keychain that could unlock the chance to win OMF beer for a year. Each keychain is numbered 1 to 100, and a number will be drawn by at 4.30 p.m. the day of the party, after a celebratory toast from the brewery. Party bundles can be picked up starting at 11 a.m. on September 16th. They'll need to be picked up by October 15th. For more information, uh, just head over to the website over at OMF uh, Beer. I believe it's uh, OMFBeer.com. But just search uh, our mutual friend brewing and you will find it. That's pretty cool to win uh, OMF Beer for a year. And with the bundle that you're getting, I mean, you're getting a can of Gratitude 10, a four pack of customer appreciation IPA. You're getting a hat, two beer tokens to have two at least two beers, stickers, a tote bag. It's a pretty good deal for 75 bucks. Um, the gratitude bash will include the following specialty releases: uh, Categoric, It's a collaboration with Diebolt Brewing. It's a saison, uh, turning strangers into friends. That's a cold IPA. That's a collaboration with Strange Craft Beer Company. It's a cold IPA brewed with Meridian Simcoe and Cryo Citra hops. Notes of lemon, pineapple, and berry. Uh, the Console, which is an apricot mixed culture saison, customer appreciation IPA, a citrus forward hazy with notes of tropical fruit and berry. Gratitude 10 is a blackberry whiskey double barrel aged imperial stout aged in Leopold whiskey barrels. Sounds good. Kudos to uh, OMF. And by the way, Jan Chodowski, uh, the head brewer and co-owner of OMF, is going to join us on the program next week on next week's show to talk more about uh, gratitude. Our friends from Trogues have announced the release of its once-a-year hazy double IPA hop cyclone. Uh, That's a haze that starts with a grain bill of Pilsner malt, Vienna malt, and wheat, helps prop up hop oils that would normally fall out during fermentation, and then it's a hop combo of citrus, sabro, simcoe, and sultana, which delivers notes of ripe pineapple, soft citrus, and juicy peach. London 3 yeast ferments this big double IPA and bolsters the tropical notes. Uh, the, hop, the art for Hop Cyclone, designed by Art of Trogues alum, Devin Watson. Um, it's got a, got, a, got a groovy 60 hop graphics and seeing them swirl all around the can. It weighs in at 9%. It is available on draft and in 16-ounce cans everywhere Trogues beer is sold. It's a fa- hop Cyclone is a fantastic beer. It's definitely something Uh, that you want to drink. And our friends from Carl Strauss, uh, San Diego's longest continuously operating post-prohibition brewing company, has released its seasonal Oktoberfest beer for the 35th year in a row. It is a Marsden lager, a 5% ABV, a golden amber amber color, available on draft at Carl Strauss's four San Diego brew pubs uh, all over San Diego, as well as several bars and restaurants throughout the county. The beer also available on draft at the Karl Strauss Brew Pubs in Anaheim, Costa Mesa, downtown Los Angeles, and Temecula. Six packs of 12-ounce Oktoberfest bottles available at all eight brew pubs and at retail locations in California, such as 7-Eleven, Costco, CVS, Ralph's, Sprouts, and Vons. Um, in addition to traditional pints, Karl Strauss Brew Pubs will offer an Oktoberfest stein and fill promotion for $15. Refills of Oktoberfest or any Karl Strauss core beer in the newly designed take-home stein, just 6 bucks. The beer will be available through October 31st. That is pretty cool. On July 30th, by the way, it was announced that Carl Strauss was voted as one of San Diego's best craft breweries in the San Diego Union Tribune's 2023 Reader's Poll. Only 10 made that list. Uh, A Carl Strauss beer garden in San Marcos is expected to open in September. Kudos to Carl Strauss. You know what's funny? I think I've had one or two Carl Strauss beers, and they're very good. Uh, and they're the, obviously they're the OG of craft brewing in San Diego. I have never been to one of Karl Strauss's brew pubs. I've had I've had food from them. I've had beers from them, uh, but I've never been there when I've been out in San Diego. Um, so that is something I absolutely have to rectify. Or maybe I had a Karl Strauss beer. No, no, well, maybe I had a Karl Strauss beer when I was out there for the Super Bowl back in two thousand three. Well, sounds vaguely familiar. I think. Pretty sure. Anyway, when we come back after a short break, Paige Engard, the communications director for the Genesee Country Village and Museum, will join me on the program. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. <laughs> Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, You can follow me, of course, on Instagram, at Gattulo. I'm on that Twitter thing, or X thing as they call it, uh, at Al, at, at, geez, I almost forgot my my Twitter handle there, or X handle, it's Al Gattulo, that's right. Uh, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be using it, they want to charge now for uh, X Pro, whatever, so who knows. Uh, but it's you know it's up there for now. If you want, Facebook.com dot com slash agcraftbeercasts. We're on iTunes, Odyssey. Uh, we're all over the place. Or check us out on the Hopped Up Network, HoppedUpNetwork.com. Uh, you can download and listen to the podcast version of the show a couple minutes after the live show ends, uh, and download it and listen to it whenever you want, which is pretty cool. Now, my next guest, she is the director of communications for the Genesee County uh, Country Village and Museum, and they're having a hop harvest festival that takes place on saturday september 2nd so labor day weekend if you got nothing to do and you want to take a ride out to uh northwestern new york a little uh, just about uh oh i would say maybe a half hour outside of uh, rochester uh it's saturday september 2nd from 10 a.m to 4 p.m you can purchase tickets you can get more information on their website gcv.org let me welcome back to the program page engard page how are you today
1: Hi there. I'm great. Thanks so much for having me
2: today. You got it. Now, this Hop Harvest Festival allows patrons to discover how beer was made back in the 19th century. So what specifically will they learn on Saturday, September 2nd?
1: Yes. so there's going to be so much happening on this fun Saturday. And this is really a family-friendly exploration of all things beer and brewing in New York State. So not only will we have breweries from around the region doing sampling um, right on site in our beer garden. We're also going to be actually harvesting hops. The Genesee Country Village Museum grows all season long. We will be harvesting them, drying them, uh, producing them, and visitors that come can take part in that sort of, you know, traditional 19th century Genesee Valley activity.
2: Very cool. Now, And for those that don't know, uh, there was a big hop, uh, c- uh, hop growth in uh, that portion of New York back in the 19th century, and then it sort of uh, faded away. Uh, So this is a great way. Uh, I love the fact that you guys are growing your own hops there, which is really cool, so that people get to experience what it's like uh, to actually, you know, harvest these hops. You know, people people in the beer world obviously know about it, but people outside of the beer world don't know that there's a specific process to it. And and that's really cool. Now, you mentioned the beer garden. Absolutely. You mentioned the beer garden. That is available so that folks can purchase beer uh, and food will be available as well?
1: Yes, indeed. So beer, food, live music. Like I said, we're bringing in a few local breweries to showcase the ways that hops are being used today in the Genesee Valley region. The museum also has two historical beers that are always on tap that we'll have out and about for this festival. Uh, We have a Fat Ox Ale and a Stocking Hill Ale. These are two beers that are brewed for us by a local brewery, but using a traditional 19th century recipe from the Genesee Valley region.
2: Oh, that's awesome. We're talking with Paige Engard. She's the director of communications for the Hop Harvest Festival, or actually for the Genesee Country Village and Museum. But the Hop Harvest Mm -hmm. Festival, that takes place Saturday, September 2nd, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's family-oriented. You can bring the kids. Obviously, you have to be 21 and older to drink. Uh, You can purchase Mm -hmm. tickets and get more info on their website, uh, gcv.org. We're here on the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The Answer Now, you also have... Uh, and a historian, Jane Oaks, will be discussing 19th century beer making in the Genesee Valley. What things are going to be, she be specifically talking about?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Jane is this great local historian that has so much to say about the history of beer. She's going to be talking about how New York State was one of the biggest producers of hops in the 19th century. She's going to touch on some of the social aspects of hop harvesting and drying, what hops were used for brewing versus medicinal uses. It's going to be a really interesting talk which then vi- visitors can follow up with going to visit our actual 19th Century Brewery that's on site at Genesee Country Village and Museum and see the process in action.
2: And you mentioned you have uh, some music. So what is the the music that's going to be there uh, for this weekend? Is it traditional music that you would normally hear in the 19th Century or something else?
1: There's a lot of both. So as you're exploring the historic village, we're going to have some really fun alicorn music. We're going to have some Oktoberfest style accordion band music we're also just going to have some great local bands of what's called double from the Roger area that we'll be playing all day long in the beer garden
2: and if folks want to attend page how much are the tickets uh per person
1: absolutely so tickets are available for sale right now uh adults are 23 dollars, and prices go down from there students uh age 13 to 18 or 20 seniors 62 plus or 20 kids 3 to 12 or 17 and kids three and under are free
2: Awesome. Well, we're talking with Paige Engard, the Director of Communications for the Genesee Country Village and Museum. The Hop Harvest Festival takes place uh, Saturday, September 2nd from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. You can purchase tickets and get more info on their website, uh, gcv.org. We're here on the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, a couple of other things I wanted to touch on uh, before we have to go. I I noticed on your website you have cheese-making classes throughout the fall. Now, can folks buy tickets in advance for this, and what kind of cheese Uh, will they be making?
1: Absolutely. That's a great question. Yes, we have several opportunities to join us for cheese making classes in a historic kitchen at Genesee Country Village. Tickets are available online now. So guests that join us for these classes spend a whole day in the historic village, and they make both a soft cheese and a traditional hard cheese, sort of like a Parmesan. Mm -hmm. You get to make the cheese throughout the day, make a meal that you enjoy in a historic kitchen, and then bring some traditional cheese home with you. It's a really cool experience.
2: That is cool. And so people can sign up in advance for that, or can they come that yep. day and purchase tickets, or they have to really do it in advance?
1: I recommend signing up in advance and be prepared to come out for a fun day.
2: All right. So, finally, last question for me, Paige. And this is one that when I saw it on the website, I went, oh, wait a minute. There's a countdown here. What's going on here? <laughs> so, for folks that don't know, next April there will be a total eclipse that will actually run through uh, portions of the United States and specifically. Uh, through the Northeast, and up in upstate New York uh, in the area of where the uh, Genesee Country Village is. So you have this really cool event that's going to take place during the eclipse. Tell the folks uh, what this is all about and how they can get involved.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited that you asked. So we in Mumford, New York, are going to be in what's called the Path of Totality on Monday, April 8th, 2024, when the total solar eclipse, like you said, moves through upstate New York. So for the the days leading up to Monday, April 8th, from Friday through Monday, we're going to be having a festival at Genesee Country Village, where we're going to be talking about how folks in the 19th century interpreted and understood and viewed the eclipse, and then on the actual day, we are, and tickets will be up for sale soon, Mm -hmm. going to be selling tickets for viewing locations. So you can experience a total solar eclipse in a 19th century mansion. Or on our beautiful, expansive, great meadow, there's all sorts of opportunities for a really unique eclipse viewing experience. And this is really a once in a century experience at Genesee Country Village.
2: That's pretty cool. So, in so in the mansion, I guess you would be looking at the eclipse differently than you would be outside in a field, right? And you're gonna, I guess, I'm I'm assuming here you're gonna be using 19th century, uh, you know, devices or whatever to look at the eclipse. Or again, I mean, in the 19th century. Did they really know what an eclipse was? I mean, they just probably felt like it was spirits or something happening. I don't, I don't know. It's
1: In fact, they, they really did. They had a great understanding of science and the universe in the 19th century, and they did have tools to view the eclipse at the time. Uh, we will have modern-day and safe eclipse viewers available to everyone that joins us so that you can safely experience totality with us at Genesee Country Village. We'll also have food, music, educational programming, guest speakers, it's really a full weekend of fun for anyone that's interested in having a really unique eclipse viewing experience.
2: I love it. I mean, I don't think anybody else is really doing something like this. I'm sure that there's going to be eclipse parties and things of that nature. But to experience it the way somebody in the 19th century would have experienced an eclipse, that that is remarkable. I love the fact that you guys have done this.
1: going to be a really cool day
2: it sounds like it it sounds like it my guest has been Paige engard she's the director of communications for the genesee country village and museum the hop harvest festival that's taking place uh in just in just about a week or so saturday september 2nd 10 a.m to 4 p.m if you got nothing to do for labor day weekend you want to take a ride out uh to western new york uh head just a little bit outside of rochester and mumford new york head there you can purchase tickets you can get more info on their website it's gcv.org page Thanks so much for joining me tonight. Very much appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me. And cheers.
2: Cheers, cheers to you. Up next, Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Final segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, the record company. And Talk To Me, a single that came out probably three or four weeks ago. Really good stuff. If you have not seen uh, the record company, I encourage you to do so. They are a fantastic band uh, that just hits all the right notes for me. Uh, bluesy, rock, uh, and they really know how to kick some serious butts. So uh, you definitely want to check them out. Let us dive into Suds and Duds. Uh, before the program, full disclosure here, this is the second time I'm recording Suds and Duds. For some reason, my recorder, while I was recording this, shut off, and I don't understand why, and I hope it doesn't happen again, because if I have to do it a third time, <laughs> I'm going to be a little upset. Uh Paragon Tap and Table had Foam Brewers on tap, uh, uh, uh pretty much on the regular. They have something there from Foam uh, pretty much every, uh, every week. Wipeout Beat, oh my goodness, what a good beer. I mean, you want to talk about all the parts of a hazy and a juicy, that's the beer. If you find it somewhere, if you find it at Paragon, if you find it elsewhere, get it if you like the hazy, juicy, because you will not be disappointed. Unflown Pleasures uh, by Icarus Brewing. This is definitely a beer I should have gotten more than two cans. Uh, In fact, I still have one can left, but that's one I want to share, and it's a 12-ounce can. Uh, Dark chocolate, vanilla right up front, back-end maple syrup and coconut, a delicious beer. Hits all the right notes exactly where you need them to be a perfect nightcap beer or certainly one uh, to share with friends. The Bugman by The Veil, so juicy it's unreal. Another great brewery uh, that Mike D. has uh, brought into Paragon that is just tremendous. And I love the mix of the Jersey beers and the National beers. Um, That is fantastic and great to see. Um, One of the cool things that they do there at Paragon is you can buy cans to go. And some some bars do this now. And what they do is it's four cans. I believe it's four cans for 20 bucks. So you're getting a pretty good deal uh, picking out four cans for $20. One of them that I happened to pick was Mortalis Brewing's uh, Ares, uh, the, the, Mar, the, uh, the God of War uh, right on the front of the uh, can there. Pretty awesome. Uh, tropical, smooth, juicy, a perfect way uh, to sit in the backyard and enjoy some tunes on a beautiful summer night. And by the way, the nights uh, the last few uh, weeks uh, in August here have been fantastic. Not really super humid, uh, just great weather, and very much enjoying it. Nordic Pilsner by Oslo Brewing. Uh, Pua Alan from Beer International uh, sent me the, uh, a couple of these beers from a couple of different international breweries. And this was the first one that I've cracked. Let me tell you something. What an outstanding Pilsner. Hits all the right notes. Delicious. Uh, it is a fantastic Pilsner. Uh, certainly the Norwegians know how to make beer. Uh, This is great. I need more of these things uh, in my life. If I see this somewhere in in New York City, I'm absolutely drinking it or picking it up. It is a phenomenal beer. And what she does to bring international breweries into the United States, have their beer brewed in the United States and then sold by a uh, United States uh, distributor, is tremendous. She's doing a great job. Um, And it's a way to experience international beers without having to actually travel out of the country, which is pretty cool. Uh, so a few weeks back, got a chance to see Sticks, Don Felder, and Joe Bonamassa. Great show up at Bethel Woods. And uh, got the opportunity to hang with my best friend, my former neighbors, uh, Greg and Jeannie. And um, we started out at Upward Brewing uh, the day before the concert. Um, I had not been to Upward. We've had Dana and Dave on the show. I've had Upward's beers, but I've never actually been to the brewery for some reason Logistically, it just never worked out. But anyway, I uh, was able to get there a couple Saturdays ago, and let me tell you something. What a fantastic brewery. They say go hike Beer Mountain. Boy, I want to hike Beer Mountain. The, the brewery sits on top of a mountain. The water that comes off the mountain they use to make the beer, but the views are spectacular. And when it's a nice day and there's a breeze going, and there's usually plenty of nice days up in Livingston Manor, uh, it's definitely worth... The trip up there. In fact, if you're driving on 17, you want to make a pit stop, five minutes off of Route 17, uh, right in Livingston Manor. You cut right through the center of town, go right up the hill. Boom, it's on your left-hand side. They have food. They have great beer. Uh, Get the pretzel with the mustard. Outstanding. So I started off with the Ascension uh, Pilsner. Great Pilsner. Great way to start a day in upstate New York. Um, Base Camp Lager Beer was next. A solid, solid lager. And, oh, by the way, Dana and Dave, thank you for the uh, round of beers. We very much appreciate that. That was great. Um, had a Hex Volume 6, super juicy and light, really, really tasty uh, for an IPA. But my favorite probably of the bunch was the Blackgrass uh, Pils Noir. Another solid selection, tasty, malt forward, looks like a stout, drinks like a lager. Excellent beer. Don't hate on the dark Czech lagers. They are tremendous. Then we start. we ended the night. After we went to dinner at the schoolhouse, great place, uh, Long Longhorn Burgers, just tremendous place. Um, and a we saw, I think we saw a king cut of the prime rib. I'd never seen a slab of meat like that in my life. Unbelievable! I'm sure it was delicious. Uh, the cool part about that place, though, the guy was a taxidermist. I, I've never seen so many stuffed animals in my life, of all different types of animals, not just deer, boar. Squirrel. I mean, everything. Any animal you could possibly think of was probably hanging on the wall there. It's just r- remarkable. Anyway, uh, we ended the night at 17 West Brewery, um, which is a new brewery that just opened. They won the People's Choice Awards at the uh, TAP New York uh, back in May. And I have to say, I, I I sort of... I mean, again, I'm going into this place blind. I don't really know much about it. Um, I'm a little stunned they won a People's Choice Award uh, because... Unless they want it for the sour, which was probably the best beer that I had of the four of the flight that I had. The Wildberry Sour was super tart, lots of raspberries on the nose, um, good beer. Uh, but I was very much disappointed with the other three in the flight. They're stellar stout, um, thin, not a lot of flavor, uh, was not really super happy with it. I think they have these guys, nice little setup, um, but I think these guys have some work to do. In terms of making their beer, the honeyweed ale, very little flavor, didn't do it for me. Again, I, something was a little off on all of them, and I don't, I couldn't really pinpoint what it was. Uh, it wasn't didactyl. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what was going on there. So I don't know if it's maybe the tap lines are not clean enough. Maybe when they're uh, shifting beers, a very small place, so I don't know what kind of tanks they were using. Uh the last beer that I had from the flight was the Hazy Double IPA. Um this one though I have to sort of reserve judgment. Um it warmed up too much. There was a good hop to it, but I felt like the warmth sort of took away from the beer a little bit. And I'm it's probably I should have started with that one first as opposed to going last. I wanted to st- I wanted the sour cuz it's it had a good you know aroma. So that's why I went with that first and that took me a little while uh, to get through. it. But anyway, um Nice little place. They had food we didn't eat, but um, I have to say, a little bit of work to do there. I was not super impressed. Would I go back? Yes. I would absolutely go back, try it again in a couple of months uh, or maybe next year or whatever and see if they've made any improvement. But again, when you're opening a brewery, you really do need to come right out of the box now at this point and and hit the marks because if you don't, you're not going to have repeat customers, and right now you need repeat customers because there is a major problem uh, in the beer world. We'll get to that in just a second before we wrap up the show here. Um, coconut Creamery is the last one that we had. Cracked the bottle that I bought at Kane uh, last year. Ridiculously smooth. Maple syrup forward. Sweetness from the marshmallow. Chocolate is beautiful in this. And the coconut uh, was like a warm blanket wrapping you up in its embrace. Um, so much enjoyed this nightcap. Great beer. Uh, probably should have gotten two bottles of this. Just Everything about it was was wonderful. And you let it warm up a little bit. It was delicious. But getting back to the whole um, new breweries opening, et cetera, et cetera. um, You really need to come out of the box firing at this point. If you don't, that's going to be a problem. And we're seeing a lot of breweries now either up for sale and hoping they get sold or closing. Uh, We're seeing a lot of that now in Jersey. Uh, Coho Brewing, uh, uh, you know. As I mentioned during the show, they're trying to sell their brewery, but, um, you know, hopefully they have some success with that. But we're seeing, like, clear. I was reading something on a Florida Beer blog, uh, Clearwater Brewing uh, just basically shut down this week. They just made an announcement, said, that's it, we're closed. Um, don't know why. Uh, again, some of it is financial, some of it is health-related. Um, some places never really rebounded from the pandemic, which... Um, You know, again, if you didn't shift during the pandemic, you're behind the eight ball. And then again, it's a couple of things. It's people with disposable income, and it's people wanting to be around people. If you don't, those two things, that's a problem. Plus, heat is a big factor. been very hot in Florida, been very hot across the middle of the country. People don't want to sit outside and drink beer in the heat. They're tired. They want to stay home in the air conditioning. So that's another factor. Um, If your brewery is not super inviting to people... That's another factor. And by inviting, I mean, you know, you have an indoor, maybe, you know, air conditioner, whatever. There's a lot of different factors here. The ones that have marketed themselves properly, that sort of figured out where they need to be, those are the ones that are succeeding. And the other ones are being left behind. And again, and some of it, again, is a money factor. If the money's not back there yet, if people are not coming back to your brewery, and you're pouring, you know, all of this other money into your operation, and you're not getting the sales that you want that can affect you as well. So it's. Uh, I think we're going to see by the end of the year and beginning of next, I think we're going to see more breweries go out of business than open. I hope that's not a trend, but it looks, at, it looks like right now that is the prevailing trend, which is not a good thing. My thanks to everybody involved in the show, including my guest, Paige Engard, the communications director for the Genesee a Country, a Village, and Museum, and, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. And, Buddy, when you come down, some Fidens. Please, you said you pick up some cans for me. I'm waiting on that. I'll be back on the Joe Piscopo Show Monday at 6 a.m. This has been the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The Answer. Cheers, everybody